Hello, my name is Rachel Lowry and welcome back. This is episode two of my two of my three parts podcast series in fulfillment of course requirements for government 492 senior seminar with Liberty University. In the previous podcast, we discussed leading voices in the subfield of law and politics. Since then, under the guidance of Dr. Olivia McDonald, my subfield has changed to public policy. In the second podcast of this series, we will be switching gears a little to discuss political solvency and public policy. We will specifically be emphasizing the relationship between Syria and ISIS and also the involvement and influence of the United States. In today's news, there is a lot of talk of the Islamic terrorist groups in the Middle East. One group in particular has garnished much attention from news media outlets and political leaders worldwide. This group is called the Islamic State in Iraq and the Levant and Islamic State, also known as ISIS. In 2004, Abu Musab al-Zakwari created Al-Qaeda, a terrorist group founded in Iraq from which ISIS was established. Zakwari successor Abu Ayyub al-Mazri then announces the Islamic State and declares Abu Omar al-Baghdadi as its first leader in October of 2006. The rule of the Islamic terrorist group then spreads from Iraq to Syria, where it has only brought death and destruction. In April of 2013, ISIS declared its allegiance with the Jabhat al-Nusra, or the al-Nusra Front, which is an al-Qaeda-backed militant group in Syria. For almost an entire year, ISIS and Jabhat al-Nusra fought and drove away the support of al-Qaeda. After breaking ties with al-Qaeda, ISIS began its notorious act of kidnapping, starting with the kidnapping of 140 Syrian boys in May of 2014. The purpose of this kidnapping was to brainwash and train them using radical Islamic theology. From there, ISIS took over many strongholds in Syria and Iraq, including Mosul, Al-Qaim, and Tikrit in June of 2014, along with several smaller Iraqi villages along the Syrian and Iraq border. In June, of two, of June 29, 2014, Baghdadi declares all state borders void in the Iraqi-Syrian region and names himself ruler of all Muslims worldwide. This includes approximately one and a half billion people. Militant, militants then proceed to raid villages, take control over gas and oil fields, broadcast executions and beheadings, and kidnap and sell into slavery or kill men, women, and children. Because of the havoc that ISIS has wrought to the Middle East, particularly to Syria and its bordering, bordering Iraqi cities, the United States has launched large-scale operations against the Islamic State.
using airstrike coalitions, raids on land, special operations infiltrations. The United States has kept ISIS at bay and even recently killed Baghdadi in a top secret mission planned out using America's most elite forces. Although political leaders believed it was finally time to withdraw troops and downsize American presence in Syria in light of recent attacks from Daesh, the U.S. has resumed efforts to thwart the Islamic State. In October of this year, the Trump administration withdrew troops from northern Syria, which allowed the Turkish invasion on the Kurdish people group along the northern, the northeast Syrian border. Military leaders have since then made the decision to increase the amount of troops in the Syria in Syria to at least 600 strong. Because the Syrian government is not able to establish a strong foothold that is strong enough to hold back threats and dole out punishment to actors in ISIS, they have had to rely on strong allies worldwide who have interest in Syria and human rights activists to protect the various people groups in Syria and the country itself. In addition to the military efforts in ISIS and its supporters, against ISIS and its supporters, Syria has had to combine forces with other leaders worldwide. A U.S. coalition has been established and has been proven to be successful in Iraq, but have thus far not been successful in Syria. Brute force and multiple airstrikes over Syria have proven to be the only effective methods to weaken defense and to weaken the defense and the morale of ISIS. <coughs> ISIS and the United States have also had to rely heavily on Kurdish militant forces, the YPG, to fight ISIS on the ground because of their location, proximity, and familiarity with the area. They have proven to be the most successful with ground fighting of ISIS. Additionally, it has been crucial for anti-ISIS nations to form relations with the Sunni Arabs, who unfortunately have divided loyalties and are unable to devote all efforts on fighting against ISIS. The current strategy is to form a base of local allies who are not only willing but also sufficiently able with manpower and resources to rid Syria of ISIS and its influence and replace it with stronger presence that will hopefully not be worse than the last. This would suggest that increased aid in fuel, artillery, manpower, finances, and ammunition, among many other resources, will be required to establish a coalition Could be strong enough to not only fight off but also to destroy ISIS. As we continue to monitor the developments in Syria, it is more important 
now than ever to pray not only for the safety of the citizens in the area and the troops that will be deployed or stationed there, but also for wisdom for the leaders who will be involved in the critical decision-making process that lies ahead. In addition to safety and wisdom, we must also pray for God's mercy on the people who have pledged their lives to ISIS and for God to allow a way for his light to spread in that region. Only then will true peace and prosperity be able to grow. wrap up today's discussion on ISIS which is the current Islamic State in Syria together I hope that we will continue to keep our nation and our prayers as we are coming up on uncertain times in addition to our nation also worldwide events it seems that the world is becoming much smaller with the advancement of technology, travel, communications, and artificial intelligence, the borders are, that may have once been daunting are much more easily crossed by not only our friends and family, but also enemies who wish to do our friends and family harm. I would like to thank you so much for coming back to my podcast series and listening to this episode's topic on political solvency and the public policy, specifically regarding Syrian turmoil against ISIS and, of course, American aid and involvement against ISIS. I hope you enjoyed it. The third and final podcast that we will discuss will be regarding the trajectory of political science subfields, and I'm very excited to jump into that topic with you. Until next time, I hope you have a blessed evening.